Clank. <laughs> Hi guys. Hi. We are back in the pandy, coming to you with a brand new episode of Bruise on Film, kicking off April, our month of uh, mystery movies. And... Mystery, a mystery. When will this pandemic end? It is a true mystery. <laughs> we didn't even plan it that way, but that's how it worked out. Is... It's funny how everything is just working out. I saw something on Twitter or Instagram today, and it was like, I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna butcher what it actually said, but it was like, um, April. Like you are your own month. Like, like, don't go following what other people have done before. Said example. <laughs> Yeah, no, I like that a lot. Uh, my, I found really good joy today in um, one of my friends from college posted a video of Daniel Radcliffe like calling into the Tonight Show. Oh, I saw you tweet that. And and then like D- Stephen Colbert is like, oh, like what have you been doing? And Daniel Radcliffe like very earnestly is like, I got this 200, 300 piece Jurassic Park Lego set. So I've just been doing that. And then he goes, and then he's like, want to see? Do you want to see it? And Stephen Colbert's like, if you have it ready. And he goes, he goes, yeah, I got it right here. And then he just turns the camera to like this picture of him, like showing Stephen Colbert his Jurassic Park set. And it made me so happy that I took a, I I took a screenshot of him like showing it off because I just found it to be so earnest and adorable and like so geeky. And I love this Daniel Radcliffe that we're experiencing now where he's like very odd and like geeky. I like it. Um, I don't know. That... I feel like that's not a surprise though. Was he, he's not, it's not like, oh my God, he was always, he was like a hunk and we were like, yeah, his... I feel like he always had the potential to be geeky, but we just don't really honestly know a lot about him. Right. His peak, his peak like hotness was definitely like towards the end of the Harry Potter movies. And then you... the ones that I didn't see, right. The ones you didn't see. We're going to do a month of, like, of, like, franchise things Harley hasn't seen. Mm-hmm. And we'll do, like, the Harry Potter movies. Have you seen any Marvel? Um, no. None. None at all. Um, what are some Marvels? Like, Iron Man, Captain America. No, I've seen Iron, like, uh, no, I've seen the Iron Giant. Not <laughs> Iron Man. Not the same? Not the same. Okay, well, I haven't seen that. Captain Marvel. No. Avengers. No. Wow, okay. I did see an, an Avengers DVD in my house today, so... <laughs> so you saw the DVD. I saw the DVD. I've never seen that. I don't know. I'm not into... Like, that's not... I'm also not that into it, but I've... I used to be very anti-superhero movies because I thought they mm-hmm. were they were just bad and, like, lame because they used to be bad and lame. Um, But Marvel Marvel is, like, pretty good. And, and as they've gone on, they've created, like, a very specific, like, superhero brand where, like, they're kind of funny and, like, poke fun at themselves as the movie is happening, which I enjoy. Like, did you see Black Panther? Yes, I've seen Black Panther. Okay. Did you see the new Spider-Mans with Tom Holland? No. Those I are, also like... fell asleep during Black Panther because <laughs> I went and I saw it in the theater very hungover. Wow. But I think I got the gist. <laughs> I mean, superhero movies are kind of all the same, so... Yeah. Um, like, I think I fell asleep in the most boring of parts. I saw the, all the fighting at the end. I saw the beginning, how everything came to be. But I uh-huh. didn't see, like, the middle workings. Right. Like, I don't know. Did you see all of the Hunger Games? No. 
Which where did I you read stop? Maybe the first two. Saw the first one. Maybe I don't even know if I saw the first one. To be honest, you don't know if you saw the the first Hunger Game. Yeah, the mo- first movie. Oh, okay. What about Divergent? No. Okay. Is that the one with George Clooney? No. <laughs> what no. what what's the one with George Clooney? Descendants is that that? Oh, Descendants. It has Shailene. Divergent has Shailene <laughs> in it, so uh, the connection is not lost. Okay. Well, no, I don't. I don't. Um, never seen it. No. Divergent's the one because it's the joke I make all the time where. Um, Divergent is the one where, like, they live in, like, a society where they have to, like, you take a test and then you get put into, like, a specific category of, like, a, a person out of, like, four groups. There's, like, four groups. And then you, like, train in that group and that's, like, who you are forever. And then Shailene Woodley's character comes in and she takes the test and she has, like, a little bit of all four of, like, the characteristics in her. So then they call her, like, Divergent because, like, she's a little bit of everything. Hmm. So that's I don't know that. <laughs> so every time, so every time I made the joke, it's because I'm divergent, and you laughed. You were just laughing because, like, you felt like you needed to add the laugh track. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I also never don't recall you ever saying that or me ever laughing. So <laughs> maybe, maybe it's because we. I usually say it like when maybe because I say it like when we're in a group setting. So I'll say it like when Sam's there because me and Sam saw all the movies together. Mm. so then like sam laughs which makes you laugh so then like and i probably just laugh to not feel left out right yeah (laughs) well now you now you'll understand the joke next time i say it Mm -hmm. um but i hope everyone is staying healthy and safe during this pandy um we will get through it i wish i could tell you when but no literally at this point it seems like um 2020 is canceled um we had such high hopes i really had high hopes i wanted to make moves and do a lot of stuff but now i just feel very stagnant Uh, but i'm like trying to look at it as a positive i read five books in a week last week yeah do you want to do you want to tell them about the books yeah and that's more than i've read in five years i will tell you (laughs) no i will tell you it's the truth Okay, so I read... <laughs> I will tell you it's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. So I've talked about this on, like, the last episode that I watched. Um, I mean, I read the Andy Cohen book that Mike got me, and he gave it to me, like, three years ago for my birthday or Christmas or something. And I um, always bring it with me when I go on vacations because it's a fun, light read, and it's, like, a diary, so it's, like, not like, oh, my God, I'm gripping to know what Andy Cohen did on the 5th of April in 2014 like I'm not like it's not like so riveting that I need to be like I need it's not a page turner you know yeah it's good it's funny but it's not like and oh my god I need to know what's next yeah um so I finished that I probably had like half of the book left it's like 300 something pages I think or like two something I don't know but I finished that then I read a career book that I feel like I already talked about, but I don't I don't know what the future holds. So I really don't didn't feel like I didn't love reading that because it was like all about making connections and doing all this stuff. And I'm like, honestly, like no one knows if the economy is even going to live or die in the and next few days. And also no one knows if we're ever going to be able to make connections again. Again, never. Like, no. Um, and then. I like you saying if the economy lives or dies. <laughs> Um, what else? I read, oh, I read a David Sedaris 
first book, which is just a bunch of short stories. I had read like half of it. And then I think it was also like, I got this book like way a lot, like when I was in college. Yeah. And then I just never, I like think that I, at the time I was reading it as like a vacation book. I feel like, cause it's like something like you could read a finish a story and then cut off cause they don't all connect. Right. Um, so I read that. What else did I read? Um, um, I'm trying to bell look jar. at you. Bell jar. I read the bell jar, which I had started last year. And then I, I bought the book last year at like this, um, flea market thing. Mm-hmm. And then, cause I like had heard of it and I read a whole book when I was in high school, I read a whole book about a whole bunch of, um, authors slash, um, like actors who killed themselves and it was all about how they killed themselves it was like a, a, oh. a research book uh-huh. i don't know I, that that it always interests me so i like knew a lot about sylvia plath and like her life and stuff but i didn't um didn't like um i don't know i didn't like ever read the bell jar i just knew yeah. that it was a thing um but i read it i loved it i thought it was i feel like it should be required reading and i feel like in some places it is but mm-hmm. it wasn't in our high school no um, it was good. It's, I mean, it's obviously pretty dated and with certain stuff, but I also think it's like me, like, it's just like a, a good look into, I don't know. Yeah. History and, and mental health also. Yeah. Um, and then I read one more, but I can't. Oh, I read, okay. I bought Aziz Ansari's book, um, Modern Love, like when it first came out. Cause like, this was like 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was great and like, whatever. But this book, let me tell you, it is truly a textbook. It's like, he just research, it's like a research paper and he puts like two jokes in it. Uh-huh. It's 300 pages about romance and stuff. It took me to like the ninth chapter to get interested in anything when he starts talking about how dating is really different in different parts of the world. And they like, he did uh, the whole, for the whole book, he goes around and he does like different, um, like as long as talking to like um sociologists and like whatever right. stuff he also did a lot bunch of big like focus groups so then he was like looking at romance and like modern dating in like japan compared to america compared oh, that's to, cool. um buenos aires and then um i think paris and that was the most interesting part of the book to me um but it was truly like i re- i had I started it from the beginning again when I read it this like last week, but I had, when I opened up the book, I used, um, I like had a receipt that I used as my thing. And it said like when I bought it 2015, like whenever it probably first came out and I was like two chapters in and I was like, Oh, like why didn't I ever go back? And cause I'm honestly famous for starting a book, reading like two or three chapters and then like putting the book down as I said, I've read more in this past week than I have in the past five years. Right. Um, and I was like telling my dad that and he was like, well, that must mean you're reading bad books that don't make you want to read, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, that's just like I have other things that I could be doing. Yeah. Instead of reading. Like, and I think there are people who are like more or you have to like make it a, a if you aren't like someone who's like, I need to be reading or like I like reading, you yeah. need to like make a schedule or something if you want to be a reader. But anyway, so. I like was like, oh, like I wonder why I didn't read this, and I started from the beginning. It was truly painful to get through, like painful to read and get through. And I wouldn't recommend that one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That was was that that was the same time that Master of None came out, right? 
It was 2015, so it was like I think it was like right before it came out. Okay. Because I I feel like the that book and then like the Netflix show like that he was having like a moment. Yeah, and then he became slightly problematic. Right. Yeah, he became like canceled, but it was like a questionable. But it was like a questionable cancel because like what has Babe done that? Yeah, exactly. The journalism for that was not great. Yeah. Um. But we'll probably never get any more Master of None, which is upsetting because that show was great. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was really good. But you know what it did give us? It gave us um, Lena Waithe. And yeah, that's, we, and, we yeah. need to appreciate because she's also. Yeah. Oh, in um, the the David Chang show. So there's David Chang show. He's like the famous chef who did Momofuku. I feel like I've talked about him already. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did. He has like a show on Netflix called Ugly Delicious. Then he has one called Breakfast, Lunch, and Dinner, where he like goes around a town with a celebrity, and it's like kind of supposed to be a, like meaningful to them, like a town they grew up in, or a town they live in, or a ta- like a place they visit a lot. Some of them aren't, but he went around all around Los Angeles with um Lena Waithe, and they like didn't go to like typical places. It was like cool. So yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Candy is gonna be on her Showtime show, The Shy. Oh really? Yeah. Cause, like, I haven't watched that. I should probably. Yeah, I don't have Showtime. They're only once. It's only one season, right? No, I think it's two. Oh. Um, behind on the times. Yeah. Uh, well, I love the book journey for you. Or do you ha- do you know what you're gonna read next? I'm reading a beer book right now. Yeah. So I bought my dad this like coffee table beer book like a couple years ago for Christmas, uh-huh. and. I decided to just read it so I actually know more real things about beer and not um, just, like, the fake pretend things that I think I know. So Uh it might be beneficial to this podcast. Yeah. Does it, like, list, like, a whole bunch of different beers? Yeah. So basically I read the first, like, couple chapters and it's – I mean, there's not really chapters. It's just, like, sections, I guess. Yeah. Um, And the first – and it talks about, like, the process of, like, making beer and, Mm -hmm. like, from the hops to the the wort to the malts and like all the different stuff and the different like components of them and like the different kind of yeast that you use based on like the if you, if it's a lager or if it's a, a, a an ale like that's like a pale ale or like a whatever a, a, a like whatever kind of ale you drink uh-huh. that's a different kind of ale they use a certain yeast compared to like a lager and then like storing them and like when you could drink beer and it's like certain kind of like containers that are better or like having a beer cellar and like how beer is supposed to be um, like you think you want to drink a nice crispy cold beer, but beer that is like mostly like has more, I don't know, flavors and aromas and stuff should be drunk, like probably like room temperature oh. and like all of this stuff. So it was interesting to, to read some of that and then it's gonna go on and like break down every single like basically every single type of beer yeah that's cool there. so yeah i'll be back with more more info i'm sure yeah. um but yeah <laughs> yeah that's cool um should we get into the meat not the meat and potatoes of this episode but let's get into the big thing that is keeping everyone occupied during the the, the qt what tiger tiger he- king <laughs> Okay, so do you want to do you want to start? Okay, um, so I like honestly was like late to the game. Like this came out like me, what was it like two weeks ago? Probably. I could tell you. Hold on. Um, I didn't start watching it until last Friday, and I literally watched it Friday night. Finished it Friday morning. It came out. 
I'm looking at a calendar. It came out March 20th. Okay, yeah. So, like, a little less than two weeks ago it came out. So I watched it a week after it was out. Same. Um, that's when I, like, started watching it. And I had seen a bunch of stuff on the internet about it. And I was like, honestly, like, I'm, like, reading a lot right now. Like, I don't know if I want to, like... Are you a um, are you a docuseries, like, true crime, yes. like, docuseries person? Yeah, I like that okay. stuff. I'm honestly like a docu... I think I'd, like, rather watch a docuseries sometimes. If okay. it's something good. Like, some... Making a Murderer, like, was fine for Oh, me. I loved I Making a Murderer. I wasn't obs- as obsessed with it as everyone else because... It was a lot of subtitles, I felt like, and <laughs> I famously don't always watch shows. You have to be I able to hear them. it. I need to be able to hear it and know what's happening. So I feel like that was the reason why I wasn't the biggest fan of um, Making Murder, and I didn't watch like whatever the second season. I don't no, know the second season was bad. Okay, well, I didn't watch it. I no need. Um, and yeah, so I like would see we're was seeing all the memes, seeing all the stuff, and I was like. Okay, let me. And then my mom had watched it, and she was like, "It's crazy, like all this stuff." And I was like, "Okay, like if she watched it, like I'll, I'll watch it, like right. whatever." And I watched it, and it was, it was, it was something. It was truly amazing. Like I want more. My whole thing is like it gave me this feeling watching a show that I haven't gotten. Like it's like disbelief. Like <laughs> like how it was. All, like one. The, the lives that these people live like diff- much different from my own and that's a whole thing like when you step into that tor- territory you're like this is already like wow but mm-hmm. how like it was put together and like the story was told from episode to episode I think was so smart like they didn't tell you like right off the bat like once you found out who Carol was that like she used to be married they didn't go and like bring that information in like yes they were talking about joe hating her and all this stuff but they didn't bring in her husband part until like episode three and it was just like so effortlessly brought in but that at a perfect time that made you like i need to watch the next episode to see what happens right i feel like how it was put together was just like beautiful beautiful i agree i agree i agree 100 percent um i don't i don't know who the people are that are standing joe I haven't found like a, like a sincere like stand. Okay, I will tell you. Yeah, because I will tell you something. I <laughs> Thank felt you. sad. I felt sad for him. Like out of all of the people, I felt like a more human sadness for him. Like Carol is crazy. Uh-huh. There is something off. Not cra- she's not crazy. There's just something, there's something off. She there's something off about her. And it's and, not like, just her long hair. On an, on an elderly woman, which makes... No, and it also could be that she sits in front of the thing and goes, Hey, cool cats and kittens. Today, Rudy went, tried to go for a poop, but couldn't poop. And, like, random stuff like that. Like, um, I think she's really smart. And I think, like, she's... Her and her team know exactly what they're doing and everything. But, like, it was hard to find a human connection, like, with her. Uh-huh. Um, and her situation. Also, um, I want to say, because before you watched Tiger King, you sent a tiger like gang like meme to our instagram group chat with sam who's been on the pod and he said sam this you and it was a picture of joe exotic (laughs) and i laughed so hard because i was like she doesn't know (laughs) she doesn't understand the context of why calling sam joe exotic is not funny yeah but it i mean That's what made me watch it. I think I sent the meme and then I started to watch it. But it's so funny. 
but then like when he gets into his situation with like Jeff Lowe and all the stuff and I think like yes. he out of anything wanted to be a persona more than anything. Yeah. Like, he wanted to be and, famous. What? Yes. He- and I think like that kind of and I think in the beginning he probably really did care for these animals yes. and what he was doing but then like you could even tell he was always doing it for a show. He was always uh-huh. doing it to, like he was doing those things and when he said he was doing the drug shows for kids. Yeah. Um, and he was like, I had to add magic into it and do all this. Like he yeah. wanted to do a show. He wanted to be the center of attention. Yes. And there, and couldn't be. I, I, but like all the wildness just comes from like the, the, how people live and just the whole, like that this whole industry is like a thing too. Yes. Yeah. Definitely the industry part. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like nobody in the dock is very likable except for like joe's employees yes i agree i felt like like uh, you're not on you're not on anybody's side the guy with the long hair the guy even the guy with no legs i was like yeah i like liked him i was like yeah same yeah um the the person who lost their arm yeah like great like interviewer like great like like soundbite like storytelling um but yeah, but like everyone else is just so it's like secondhand embarrassment to the point where it's like un super uncomfortable. Especially you know like who was the worst secondhand embarrassment? Doc Antle. Doc Antle. Because he they like which he knows he performs uh-huh. for a living. Uh-huh. And he knew he so he's been on the so he knows how to act. So there were moments where he didn't think that they were filming uh-huh. and he's completely switched off different person yes. than he is when the, the, the cameras were on It's him. scary. Yeah. And he right away, like from the dock, like Joe Exotic, I was like, okay, he's like strange Carol. Okay. Like, sh- like something's off with her. But then we got to the doc Antle stuff and I was like, no, he sends a shiver down my spine. Yeah. Like, like the other people do not like, I agree. Yeah. Like, like he, there's something about like that fake like charisma that like is so scary to me and it's very it's very much like and and i know that like in the doc they like explore the possibility of like his stuff being very cult-like but his well it is a cult yes but but his his persona matches like what like a cult two, leader is like right yeah. exactly Where, whereas like joe exotic and like jeff lowe and like carol like they don't have that same type of personality. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. And that's why I I mean and like you know like we were texting like like throughout it because I was I was the farthest behind out of the three of us. So like and my the thing that I always went back to was like Doc makes me the most uncomfortable out of any of these cast of characters. Like truly like scares me so much and then um I felt really sad for travis that was the like the other big takeaway from it was like i felt really bad for travis and yeah um and then i texted i was texting like with you and i was like i don't understand like how he gets these young gay but those two but those two weren't gay yeah like people to like marry him yeah essentially but but i mean then they explain it to you that he like just supplies their meth addiction yeah which is crazy but, but then, then i thought it was so sad with his mom like why did he even come out here he said he was literally from california yes here with his mom just here and that was like why he came yes it seems like she was around yes so that's the point that we're like oh there's my mother-in-law 
thought she was like working in the yes, park. Yes, thank you. I was so confused about that. Yeah. Um, I didn't understand that at all. Like, I truly like that was so mind boggling to me. Um, but then also like inviting him to like also him getting married. Like, why does he need to get ma- be married? Though? Yeah, that was my thing. I was like, you can't just like be with somebody. Yeah, it was. It's strange. Um, it's a great doc. I find it to be like you said, like the storytelling. It's just you never want it. You don't want to stop watching it because you need more answers of this like crazy and insane like story that's unfolding that is just going it's truly like five documentaries rolled into one it's like an animal rights like kind of doc um it's this like murder for hire plot it's like a true crime like missing persons like documentary it's like a weird like capulet and montague's like two sides that like just hate each other like yeah like thing. i also well i also I didn't read the article or I think my mom was talking about it, but they, she was saying that like, um, potentially they ha- can like maybe get Carol on something or it's going to reopen the S- investigation. Oh, on Carol's really? Husband. Yeah. I don't know how, what's the truth of it. Cause she didn't really get into it, but she like was talking about it. Wow. I know that she's responded. I have not looked at her like response because honestly, I don't, it doesn't, I don't care. Um, because that's the other thing that, like, when, 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 like, people do docs and then, like, they come out and they're like, oh, like, it's not, like, this is not correct. It's like you, like, the reason that they're able to show you on the documentary is because you signed stuff yeah. to, like, film. Yeah. Like, well, apparently, um, Joe Exotica from jail is suing for, like, $94 million. Okay, goodbye. It's probably, like, however much his, like, lawsuit or whatever that he or owes her is. And... Yeah, I did find his third husband on instagram though oh are they still together um as far as i can tell they are there's a really great video of him and he's well one he's not self-quarantining so i need to well, please send also, a shout out to him in these, okay apparently in these middle states they're not like things aren't shut but down. he's in florida what he's in florida oh, he's in florida yeah interesting um so he's Where not is Joe Exotica in jail isn't he in jail in florida I don't remember. Because that's where he was arrested. Because that's where they moved, remember? Oh, yes. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. So he, it was a, it was like a video of him like sitting on like, um, like a, like a tube on like a river with like a whole bunch of people around him. And the people were talking about Tiger King and it's like a video of like his face. And he's like, these people are talking about Tiger King, not knowing that it's my husband. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) don't love it. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But it's really good. If you guys have not seen it yet, please. I mean, it's great. Yeah, it's, you also it, probably should because it's like we already gave away a lot. Yeah, we gave away it, a but... lot. Yeah, but um, but you should have seen it by now. We're we've been in quarantine for almost three weeks full. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for you to not have seen this. Um, I also just want to shout out really fast. Um, something that it helps that helped me get through the quarantine. They put. Um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire on Hulu. It's a French film uh, starring uh, Adele Helene. And she's one of the most captivating faces I've ever seen on screen. She's just like so beautiful in her. Like the stares that she gives into the camera are amazing. It's just, it's a, it's about a, um, a French painter who travels to this like remote island to 
to paint the portrait of this girl who doesn't like to have her face painted and the two end up falling in love so it's like a like an lgbtq like love story as well um and it's just really it's just really beautiful and every shot looks like a painting which i thought was really cool um so have you had you seen it before it was on no i had not seen it i i've it's so it premiered in 2019 like towards the end of 2019 and then was supposed to expand in 2020 to like more audiences and it was in our local like indie like theater like um for one weekend and it was the weekend i was away so Mm -hmm. i couldn't go so i was like oh like it'll surely like this has gotten so much critical praise and buzz like it'll surely be there like by the time i get back i got back and it wasn't there and then it was supposed to expand um more on friday the 13th but obviously did not because of the the virus um so then they put it on hulu so i was like very thankful and happy that that and yeah it's it's really good that that they did that yeah yeah so Need, if, like something i'm not even like really watching a lot of stuff right now i'm like watching some live tv which i'm liking and like yeah that's it i feel like i watch more television in my normal time because i'm like my brain is so overstimulated all day that i want to just like sit and lay down and like watch something mindless right but now my brain is not simulated at all so so it's like what to do i've just been like trying to run and work out truly. yeah and read and read that's it i'm working out my mind <laughs> so guys today i'm drinking a black cherry white claw um i don't i need also need to go to the liquor store i don't i mean i have like enough beer if i wanted to to last me for forever but uh-huh. i'm just not for forever probably for like a week but i should probably go to the liquor store i haven't been there in almost three weeks wow almost three we weeks. had a false alarm the other day yes. we, we <laughs> thought we thought the liquor stores were closing but it turned out to be a and a and fake news so we're safe yeah i'm also trying not to drink unless it's the weekend or we're recording this podcast right so i so. will i will be joining you next week in the drinking i'm still not drinking right now just because it's only been a week yeah um but next week i will be joining you in whatever alcohol i find around the house um okay so that's <laughs> so that's 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 my plan for next week but black cherry white claws honestly so good they're good. They still hit the same. Still hit the same. Um, I, uh, what was it? Had to have been Memorial Day last year, I think. Memorial Day or Labor Day. I honestly, it was one of those weekends, and I went to one of the like patriotic holidays. Though it's like, why is it patriotic? Right. Yeah. Like Memorial Memorial Day, but like Labor Day is just like for workers. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think so um and i went Sorry if i'm disrespecting anyone that i <laughs> should know what labor day is but we don't they don't so. teach you that in school no um but at a bar near us um it, at jacobob's um uh-huh. they you could get like a it was basically like a cooler filled with white claws yeah um we did that and, oh, I love that. and i drank all of them Honestly, the the white claw makes me just, oh, especially a black cherry. It just reminds me of summer. I yes, just, like, it's feel very so, summer. So nice when I drink one, and yeah. you know what? I'm not gonna stop. 
No, you shouldn't. Until they come out being like, there's something in like spiked seltzers that are, which I feel like is coming. Like, Don't, no, no, we're not putting, no, we're anything. not putting that into the 2020 universe. We've, it's enough. We've, it's, know, honestly, it's too much. There's a lot, is it, do you ever just think about how much in history that it's like, you're going to be able to look back and you're like, I feel like I'm at this age where I'm like reflecting a lot uh-huh. and it's like we get to look back and be like we lived through like this stuff it's like we lived through 9-11 uh-huh. and like the the economy crashing uh, the, of, of 20, 2008, 20, uh-huh. uh, 2008 2008 <laughs> this pandemic 2016 and I election I got, to, I got to watch like spike seltzers have their rise yeah like I remember that's when your highlight the first summer they came out and like the mermaid one was really that girl on the block and one that is called spiked seltzer uh-huh. and I got it and I remember I was like this is it this is like hot girl something well this was pre-hot girl summer this was like 2017 2016 yeah this is like before she was mainstream before she was mainstream you had to right. like look around to find her right <laughs> I remember I got them and I was like this literally just tastes like a Mike's hard like drinky drink like i was like cool that it's less calories but it's like just tasted so sugary and sweet yeah. and then white claw came around and fixed they fixed their they ass. fixed they fixed it the they just taste like a seltzer uh-huh and they're great you know what yeah white claw doesn't sponsor but but man. but oh god what <laughs> what did. what would i give for a white claw sponsorship i don't even want money i just want like free white claw yeah i would i would take that in a heartbeat yeah. in a fucking Honestly. heartbeat like God, tag them in this when you post. <laughs> um, and uh, what was I going to say? Um, there's, uh, I've seen a lot of tweets going piggybacking off of what you said from like people our age being like, I feel like I've lived through enough historical events. I'm good for, for like the rest of my life. Like, because it's like, yeah. Yeah. Like it's too, it's honestly too much right now. Well, when you think about it, like, if you look back at our, they probably lived like our parents and our grandparents, they've lived through so much. It's like, also they're just like, now it's just more heightened. Cause it's like, we know what's happening everywhere. Every single minute of every day. Yeah. Like back in the day, if like a tornado was happening somewhere, like it wouldn't have been that big of a deal if it mm-hmm. didn't affect you primarily. But like, yeah, now it's like, we know everything that's happening all the time. Right. So, and I mean, and our like, like environment is truly, like going away yeah and global warming and everything so yep (sighs) but let's talk about mystery movies let's talk about mystery movies so here's what i'm gonna suggest because this movie is basically two halves there's like a pre well it's because it's a pre twist right yeah and then so the first half of the movie is you're basic it's basically you're it's a murder mystery and you're trying to figure out like what did ben affleck aka nick dunn kill his wife and if not what happened right and then but but you're not you know that she's not dead wait i was (laughs) i was gonna say we should talk about it as if it's go up until you figure until the movie reveals that she's not dead and oh, and then okay. and then talk about it that way. That's truly the beginning of fourth. That's not even the beginning. It's an hour and four minutes in is when oh. is when her. So the movie is two and a half hours long. Yeah. The, the reveal that she's alive and has planned this whole thing is an hour and four minutes in. Gotcha. Okay. So. Okay. So 
I never read the book before I saw the before I, I saw the movie. Like prob- that would have been a book that you know what I was saying, not a page turner. I feel like it would be a page turner. See, I tried to read the book many times and I couldn't get into it. But then I went and saw the movie and I fucking loved the movie. Yeah, and, and it's still. I will say off the bat, I really enjoyed this movie. It's a. Well, I went into it not thinking I was gonna like it too. Yes, I will say that. Okay, not thinking I didn't like, not thinking I had the time for it or right. You know. Um. Well, David Fincher is one of my favorite filmmakers of all time. I love everything he does. He did Zodiac. He did Seven. He did Fight Club. Um. He did that Netflix show Mindhunter. And his whole thing is that he's he takes a very long time to make movies because he's so specific about everything that he wants like done. There's a great story from Gone Girl where Ben Affleck changed um, the frame on one of the cameras, like truly like just turned it like a like less than an inch. Yeah. And made a bet with the director of, photo- of photography that David Fincher would not be able to tell the difference. Uh-huh. And he did. Wow. So he's just so specific. There's another great story where he like broke Jake Gyllenhaal filming Zodiac like like mentally like broke him because there's a scene where Jake Gyllenhaal is sitting at his desk and he's rolling a pencil like back and mm-hmm. forth because yeah, he's yeah, waiting. Yeah. They shot, they did 88 takes of that, of just that shot. That's incredible. Oh my God. Because David Fincher just kept saying that it wasn't right. And Jake Gyllenhaal was like, okay, but you need to tell me like what isn't right. And he's like, I'll know it like when I see it. And he like broke him like on that, on that movie. An, an amazing movie. That movie's great. But yeah. David Fincher's style is... He did Social Network. Um, uh, okay, it's okay. very stylized. It's very moody. Um, yeah. And I don't know. He, it's very slick. It's like everything just looks pristine and perfect like at all times. Which is interesting because the movies themselves are very much stories that are kind of sporadic and all over the place. Um, but it never feels that way, especially like with a story like this, where there's like that big reveal and crazy bonkers off the wall shit that happens like towards the end, um, that like doesn't truly like make a lot of sense. Everything still feels very regulated and like in its place when he's making like a movie, which I really appreciate and enjoy. Um, so casting things. Who is that? Rose, it's Rosamund Pike. Never seen her in my life. She got an Oscar nom for this. Well, I would say she she did a great job. Amazing. I, She's incredible. Yeah. Um, she was also very beautiful and then could be very ugly. Yes. Which I was like, also, one thing I will say, unrealistic. Mm-hmm. But, and then I, like, so, okay. She, like, is very beautiful like herself when they're in their marriage, when they're showing before they get married, when they're, right. like, doing flashbacks, everything like that. She and then she does her whole disappearing act, blah 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 blah, uh-huh. and dyes her hair, makes herself look gross, and then she's like eating like a disgust. Not like she's just like eating junk food. Yeah, crazy. And I'm like, honestly, girl, you deserve it. If you're like, I'm trying to keep a size two, like whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, eat that junk food. Mm-hmm. She's eating that. She's eating that. She and she like looks frumpy. And I'm not saying she gains like eight pounds, but then like once she's like snaps back, it's like body. Snatch, yes. Everything that I'm like not realistic. It it's not realistic. It's also yes, it's not realistic because I think that like when you first see her, it's like well, you see her the day that she leaves, 
And then it's like three days gone or whatever it says. And she looks already like very frumpy. And I don't, and I don't feel like that would happen that fast. But, but she did like Rosamund Pike, the actress did lose and gain the weight. Like as the movie went on. But it wasn't, I wasn't even that much to, I, to really be like, I don't, I don't think like, yeah, I don't know. I don't no. think it was that much to be like, I need to lose the weight and I need to think like. No. Because she loses it in a day. So yes. it doesn't really yeah. make sense. <laughs> yes. Well, that's, well, that's like the big thing is that she, it's so fast that she loses it when she's with Desi. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I never read the book, but this movie I could watch on a loop. It's, I just love, I love I remember seeing it for the first time, not knowing anything about it. Is there like a second one or anything like no. that? Because it's like, I don't know, it just leaves you on such like a... Yeah, well, a- we can talk about it because there's a lot of of like discussion around the ending of like the movie and like the, mm-hmm. the like, um like what happens next type of type of like questions that like a lot of people have. Um, but you, you knew the twist going into it. No, I knew nothing about this entire movie. Oh, okay. So then were you, were were you surprised? Like when the twist was revealed? Um, when, which twist? Her being alive or her killing the man? Uh, being alive and that she basically set all of it up. Um, I was a little surprised. I would say I knew she was still alive. Because I knew he didn't, from the start, I just, like, knew he didn't do it. Even though, like, whatever, she was painting him as, like, a bad man. Right. Like, in my head, I was like, he is too stupid to do this. Interesting. Like, he is too stupid to, like, actually kill her. Okay. Like, I think he's, like, more of, like, I would just want to divorce her, which is what he wanted to do. Right. Um, So you weren't buying. Like, she was, she's so smart. Like, she watched all that shit. She did all, like, she studied she knew yeah. how to do it which i fucking love yeah and i thought it was crazy yeah um so she like knew how to do everything because she like researched and did all this stuff and he like he didn't care like yeah. he didn't care enough to do that to like kill her like so you never you never bought for a second that that he did it you just no. so you thought that there, that someone was setting up setting him up you just didn't think it was amy i didn't think who was setting him up i just knew that he didn't kill her right See, that's interesting because I feel like uh, part of, well, Ben Affleck in this movie, I feel like this is my favorite Ben Affleck, like, performance. He looks so tired. He looks so beaten. He, he looks so beaten down and, like, just, like, miserable. But also, like, I feel like in the part of the movie where they're trying to frame him and stuff, like, him not being that upset, it's like, he didn't love this woman anymore. He didn't want to be with her. Like, he thought she was crazy. Like, right. he, or, like in a way like he didn't want to be they were in a, in a truly loveless marriage yes and oh god he, <laughs> this is the and, katie and tom schwartz story <laughs> and he didn't want to be with her so like honestly like he, he was like upset enough he was like enough upset he needed to be like, yeah and i and i think that he wasn't upset with like her being gone once he started to realize what was happening, he was more upset about the fact that, like, she got one over on him. And and that she knew him so well that she knew exactly what his movements were going to be. Yeah. Like, verbatim. Mm-hmm. I think that that's where, like, the lack of emotion comes from, is that 
it's like you said he did, didn't really love her anymore wanted a divorce yeah but also to now it's on top of this fact that like you're being framed for her murder and you know that she's setting you up for it yeah which is like but it, it, i mean this movie has many many like themes to it one of them being like marriage which like we can talk about because like Mm -hmm. the whole thing starts with that great shot of him like rubbing her head and he says he says uh that he wants to like he always thinks about like like uh cracking her skull open and like seeing like what's inside and and but but like it's more of like obviously a metaphor because he wants to know like what's going on inside her brain because yeah, he's yeah. he's like, uh, what are you thinking? How are you feeling? What have we done to each other? Which I think is like a very interesting way to to pose a marriage like right off the bat is like, yeah. what have we done to each other? Which is like one of the things that like Amy and Nick both were different people when they met, were presenting as different people when they met, then got married and he made her become the the shrewish nagging questioning like his motives like person that she didn't want to be and in and then she made him become this like slacker lazy person i also think that she just has like underlying mental issues well yes she like is never a, her real person. Like, I right. think that this was the she, the point of it all. Like, and it shows you once you go to Desi and, like, all that stuff. Like, she knows what people want to hear. She knows how to yeah. act. And then even when it shows that she's real and she's, like, well, when she's still alive and yeah. then, like, did the whole thing, she was, like, I was the perfect size, too. I was the perfect wife. I did this. I moved I was to the cool girl. Missouri for you. And, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, yep. all this stuff. So, yeah. I, like, I don't think that it was ever, like, I do think she knew how to, like, r- kind of ruin him in a way, but, yeah. yeah. Well, it's that, well, she says it, she says that, like, um, because it's the, the part when Nick goes on TV and says, like, I did not kill my wife, and he's, like, basically dropping hints to her, like, through the interview, because she, because he knows her and knows that she will be watching, and says, like, things about the woodshed and about whatever and um and she and that's like when a spark in her goes off and is like this is the person that i that i like wanted to be with um they both just kind of i don't know it's they both were not the people that they promised to be for each other by the end and that's like what kind of ruined him obviously like amy is a psychopath and has underlining issues but also yeah. Nick is like Nick is not he's not no he's not a good husband. Yes, he's not a good he's not a good guy. Like he's not yeah. a good guy. So but that's it's what like he said. He said he literally says, like, I'm not a good guy, but that doesn't mean I'm a murderer. Right, yeah. Like which I'm like, this is true. Like he's not a good guy. He like is blatantly cheating on Yes. Her. With Emily Rodakowski. The which most... I was like, I've okay, I just seen her on the internet for years. Uh-huh. Just like blurred lines. And, like, Complex would always post about her because she's hot. And it's, like, always, like, her with a bowl of pasta. And I'm, like, truly eye roll. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. Who are you? Like, I don't know whatever she did ever. But it's, like, she's just in this in in this film. And, like, is she in anything else? She got this part because Ben Affleck saw her in the Blurred Lines video and said, her. That's, I don't like that. No, I don't like that either. Especially when, when we know that, like, 
the whole chinning with the nanny stuff and like the Jennifer Garner of it all. Like, I don't like it. It doesn't feel so good. Maybe Ben Affleck just isn't a good guy. Well, that's like the other thing about this that's so fascinating is that at this time in his career, Ben Affleck, like he wasn't doing it. He had, he had done Argo and like whatever, but like it didn't really like propel his career into the next phase that that everyone thought it was going to after Argo. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he makes this movie, the whole Jennifer Garner stuff happens. Um that like it it's strange because this movie is also dealing with a lot of like what media puts out there. And yeah. like and like how like it doesn't matter if Nick killed her or not, he isn't sad enough and he isn't mournful enough. But if he was too sad and too mournful, then that would be weird. So either way, it doesn't really matter because people are going to say that he did it. Also, just because of like what we come to expect from like these types of stories is that you always look at the spouse, which is why like when when I love um, like Booney and Gilpin, like the the two detectives in this. Yeah, I love especially I love Booney because she's going through and she's like, oh, dress in a hot iron. Like, that's weird that it's like still out. There's yeah. like that blood, the little bit of blood splatter like on the thing. Um, there's, I have them all marked, but it's, it's all things that are so like cliched and like things that, that you walk into a crime scene and you're like, yes, obviously these things are clues, but they're not Wait, real quick. Yeah. Do you know who Ben Affleck is dating now? Yeah, Ana de Armas. Yeah, from the girl from, from, from Knives, Knives Out. Out. Yeah, I don't love it. I don't like that. No, I don't love it. Don't love it. Um, okay, sorry, go ahead. Continue with what you're saying. Because, because he is basically, like, like Amy has set this up in a way where everything makes sense for, like, these detectives, that there's no reason for them to question anything. Mm-hmm. And it's not even set up to a point where it's like, this is too easy. It's just, it makes sense. So, yeah, so yeah. why wouldn't that be she, what it is? Because she studied everything. Yes. So she knows how it is. And she, like, knows how to make it sloppy enough. How to make it, yes. like, who to befriend. Where to put stuff. Uh-huh. Like, it's, it is, I mean, Amy is a crazy person. But, like, what a mastermind. Like, yeah. Like, I agree. Which, I agree. Which also, too, interesting, fun fact. So when the movie first opens and he goes to the bar that he owns with his sister Margot, who I love Margot. I love Carrie Coon. I think that she's great in this movie. I've no- I don't know who she is. Um, She has mostly TV parts. She's also okay. like, a, like a Broadway person. Okay. Interesting. Um, okay. But I, I like her a lot in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he brings her the game. Did you notice what the game was? Um, life? No, so they play life because then he says the life, I forgot the point. Yeah. Um, he brings her mastermind. Oh, I don't know what that is. It's a game where you're, you're basically manipulating the people around you to give you, like, like tokens. But then she goes, okay, I'll add it to the pile. In the pile is a Ouija board, which is dead talking. Yeah. Emergency, which is about, like, like hospitals and, like, blood and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then the last game on there is Let's Make a Deal, which is basically the end of the movie with both of them having to make a deal with each other to stay together. Mm. I don't know, just like fun little things that 
I have noticed. That's interesting. I've noticed yeah. watching this movie a hundred times. So, well, you just noticed that. Well, I've I've seen it before, and I've always been like, why why these games? Because when guys, I went to I went to I, I studied I studied film. I hate to say that because it sounds so pretentious, but I studied film in college, and the first rule of film is that nothing is on is on screen accidentally. Like everything is there on purpose, and everything okay. everything has a meaning. So like when things like that, like when people like like when like because they he David Fincher could have easily been like not shown that and Margot could have been like oh yeah I'll add it to the pile and then she like walks off screen and then comes back you know what I mean so like yeah. why why are we focused on on her specifically putting mastermind in this pile with these other games it's just like something like cool yeah um yeah I don't know sometimes my my like movie brain ruins things like <laughs> like like ruins me watching the movie and other times i can i can shut it off but if it's a movie i'm really into and i and i know i'm gonna watch it like over and over again i i try to pay attention to those things a little bit more um should we talk about casey wilson really fast yes how it's like no way it's not casey wilson and then it was and i loved it i thought she did a great job i thought where's your wife nick yeah what Where's did you do? What did you do to your pregnant wife? <laughs> um, I always think about so for bitch sesh's one year anniversary, they got Andy Cohen on the pod, mm-hmm. and it was also to promote Andy's next book. And they read like ep- like excerpts from like the book, yeah. and she said, um, on blah 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 date, you and Sarah Jessica Parker went and saw Gone Girl. And uh, you texted Neil Patrick Harris after and said that he did a wonderful job. Did you have any thoughts on Noel, the annoying neighbor? <laughs> <laughs> it was. I, I always think of that. Um, oh. But no, I thought she. I mean, it's always a joy to see Casey Wilson in things. Yeah. I just love her, and she plays the idiot neighbor great. Like, yeah, like it's, it's great. It's yeah. great. Um, okay, so we got the whole thing of. I don't know. I also feel like you have to believe that Nick is smarter than he lets on because otherwise, why would Amy be with him? You know what I mean? I don't know. I just thought he was dumb the whole time. He was, I thought he was just a man with primal instincts and then they were not like, even especially after them showing him like playing video games and, and being like, I can't get a job. I'm just like, I also did not know where the hell they were for the long, like where this everything was taking place for the longest time because oh, really? they, their their car has New York license plates mm-hmm. and there and then everyone has like a southern accent uh-huh. and like blah, blah blah. I'm like, where the fuck is Missouri anyway? It's like kind of in the middle, but a little bit more south. Let's see. Hold on, I'm looking. It's like not. It's in the Midwest. Like yeah. it is the Midwest. It is, yeah. I love the and way. And they also mentioned the Ozarks there. Yeah, didn't they? Because that's where I she think goes. So. That's where she goes. Yeah. Yeah. I love. I love, I love the way that that Missouri looks in this movie. I like. I like the way the town feels. It feels very yeah. lived in to me. Um, you want to talk about the clues? Yeah. So, sure. cl- so clue number one is the. Although this this spot couldn't be tighter, it's a cozy room for my favorite writer, which is his office where he sleeps with Emily Ratajkowski. Yeah. Um, because he's cheating on Amy, we come to learn, for a year and a half. 
uh, with one yeah, of his students, uh, which is bad. Also, she's yeah. only like 22 or whatever because yeah. she's still on her parents' credit card bill, he says at one point. <laughs> um, also, the smiling next to the missing poster is... I'll, I'll never be able to like forget yeah. that forget that I'll image yeah yeah i agree um but but the, the thing about it is that amy because so amy is doing voiceover illustrating their time like together and then yeah. and then but then everything at the end that we're seeing so we see them get into a fight about having a kid and he pushes her that's not true that's not real yeah the um because it's that's the one part that's hard when she's like telling her whole story you're like because at this point you don't know where like right right what's happening or like what's going on and you're like oh this could be true yes and but then you realize like oh well maybe once you realize that she like scammed this whole thing yeah you're like wow okay like she none of that could be true yes but you still don't know like you don't know he well, could have been well I don't think so. I th- I don't I don't think that it's true. I think I think the only things that I think are true are how they met, the the proposal because she says it. She says it in her cool girl monologue where she's like, "You need a diary, three hundred entries minimum, yeah. different different pen colors, and you have to start from the beginning." The Nick and Amy story make and the first memories have to be heartfelt and true because they laid the groundwork. So that later on, when you're making shit up about buying a gun and how scared you are, and yeah. about and about how he's spending a lot of money, which I don't think is true. I, I do- don't think the money thing was true. No. no. Um, though there is a great great part when she like comes back and is like, "What's this? What's the laptop for?" And he goes, "Laptoping." <laughs> um, yeah. But I don't think the money thing is true. Um, yeah, I think that those are the only the only untainted memories i think are the proposal and how they met like the sugar kiss the sugar storm kiss i think is also true because the the breaking point for amy is when she goes to the bar and sees him do that do like wipe emily radikowski's lips like how how she wiped his um that well that's also when she is just literally like kind of living like living like letting herself live like a real human right and but my whole thing is like when she sneaks away to this place in the ozarks uh-huh. wherever she is with with why would jemima she kirk friend, why would she befriend anyone yeah i th- i don't think that she was intentionally doing it this is where we can talk about that like like because amy ha- like you said is so meticulous and studied this and and had it all planned out she had it on her calendar like like if kill if, self yes Do this. yeah and like like if they haven't found if they haven't found out that i'm pregnant like call and leave a tip like that yeah. like like she has it down and i and for someone who's so meticulous about it and probably could have gotten away with all of this yeah um i find the money bag situation where she was wearing it and then it fell off of her to be like sloppy very sloppy and then even like the desi stuff i find it to be very sloppy i understand that like at that point she's in like a dire situation Uh but it's not it's it's not the amy that we have like grown to know like like where it's like super planned and Uh and like has the story down pat because like yeah um 
but I don't think she was trying to make friends. I think that 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 girl who she spits in her Mountain Dew, which I love that that part. Yeah. Um. Is just like an annoying person, and like was trying to like and like knew something was off with her, mm-hmm. and and just like wanted to like find out like what it was. Hmm. Um. But I love, I love the, the stuff with, um, the, um, so it's when, when it gets to the part where you're finding out that like, none of it is like right before the reveal of like the voiceover where Amy says like, I'm so happy now that I'm dead. Yeah. Um, it's Nick using the, the clues that he hasn't given to the detectives to figure out that she has stored because one of the things is that is that they the detectives are like oh you're one hundred seventeen thousand dollars in debt in credit cards that are in amy's name because mm-hmm. everything's in amy's name and uh and all the stuff that he buys are stuff basically for like a bachelor pad yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and which is like genius and um he's like golf clubs i don't even golf and then they were like oh those are good i do and those are good good yes um also tyler perry like making an appearance in this movie is incredible i I, like started writing because i wrote down notes on my phone but honestly the tyler perry of it all was like what (laughs) if that part i mean this movie has random people pop up at random times like missy Pyle as like the nancy grace person i mean she's great i love yeah i love her yeah. in this movie but it's and like i think like she looks like her in a certain way yes so it was, like a good a good choice uh-huh. like and it's great even like because the entire time it's like oh my god he's like he has twin cest like with his yes. sister yeah, 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 and yeah. like look at how smug he is how dare he and then as soon as it's proven that he's that he didn't do it it's like well this spoiled rich kid couldn't have the love of his life so then he kidnapped her and it's just it's so like spot on of like how these types of shows like uh like operate of like just jump to the next thing that like makes sense to like people it's it's crazy um but so it's i like i like what he what fincher did and also gillian flynn because gillian flynn wrote this book and then also adapted the screenplay for it which is really cool um was that you the nick finding all the stuff in the woodshed lines up with the cops finding amy's diary and that's kind of the the nail in the coffin for nick as to like why they think that he did it although boney is like very much like if he was gonna burn it why wouldn't he he burn it all why wouldn't he burn it all like it doesn't make sense that that it's burnt just a little bit and i and we still can like read basically everything in it yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah. So that's also, it's it's like a couple different things happening at once. It's Nick finding out that he's been being set up by Amy. It's the cops, like, now making the decision to arrest Nick. It's Boney realizing that something is off. And then it's the reveal that Amy is alive and set Nick up for the entire thing. And then it goes into the cool girl, like, monologue, which is incredible. Um, and I have down in my notes, Amy is so good, she's bad. <laughs> uh mph is a strange like neil patrick harris is a strange choice well the cho- I, I was like this is not a choice that needed that like i feel like they could have picked someone better yeah i, I don't 
I don't know who who would have been good as Desi. I feel like it had to be someone who was like a little bit more creepy. Yeah. But I think, I mean, I guess the whole point of Desi is that by the time Amy is with him, you're supposed to, I mean, we know Amy by then and we know how cuckoo bananas she is. And we know how Desi basically doesn't stand a chance like with her. And it's just like his like blind obsession with with being with her that yes. like leads to like all the madness of the of like basically the third act. You want to get into like the the stuff how it like happens. Um, so like she the 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 two people that she meets in the Ozarks steal her money. Yes, and now she's basically shit out of luck. I think that yeah, she's I, like sleeping in her. What's our gun? No, no gun. She was like sleeping in her car and like all this stuff. And like, I feel like that was her last resort. Yeah. What's to call him? I feel like it was always like a plan. Like a plan D. Yeah. Literally plan Z. Like, like this was like worst case scenario for her. Um, But it's good because she knew that he would like believe her blindly. Yeah. I love, I love him when, because he, Daddy picks her up at a casino and then that's when Andy goes on TV and Amy's like, why is this slut dressed like a nun? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and then she, <laughs> I don't know, Amy's dialogue makes me laugh when like, she like comments on like her boobs and it's, it's so funny. Um, but that's like, it starts this, this like trickle down effect of things that Amy didn't account for she didn't account for the money being gone she didn't account for having to call desi and she didn't account for andy confessing to like sleeping with nick yeah like these are all things that are starting to happen and then she really didn't account for nick going on tv and like basically manipulating her into Mm -hmm. wanting to come home yeah like none of those things were on any of her like check like check lists like none of them were on anything and then it leads to the desi kidnap setup which is so sloppy it has like like elements of it being good like like the untucked t-shirt like when she bites desi's lip so that he gets caught on camera like putting his t-shirt back in and like wiping yeah. stuff from his lip and yeah. then and then she, and then like her like tying um like a what i was confused with the tie to be honest so she she basically has studied where all the cameras look look into yeah no but i was confused with why she had something tied to her because her story is is that he kidnapped her tied her to the bed oh okay yes, 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 yes. um which doesn't make sense because then later on when she goes when she after she kills desi and drives back home covered in his blood, which is iconic. That that thing is in his car. In his car is bonkers. And then she gets out and she's like stumbling toward him. And then she hugs Ben Affleck and he just goes, "You fucking bitch!" And then she yeah. faints. Yeah, it's I love that. so I good. Loved that moment. It's so I good. It was, like, choreographed so well too. Oh, it's like, so good. Yeah. Um. Because then she. So then obviously they take her to the hospital, and also too. She has taken like the wine bottle and has like started like jamming it into herself to make yeah. it look like she was I thought it was like a razor like or something. No, it's a wine bottle. Oh. 
and she starts to like jam it into herself to yes. make it look like make she was like raped. She was raped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I, um, I hated that. Yeah, and then she waits for. So then she seduces Desi, and waits for Desi to basically like ejaculate. Yeah. So that there'll be sperm in her for the rape kit. Yeah. Like. I hate to be like brilliant, but it is like, it's so, yeah. it's so smart. The only thing that I think that like she doesn't account for is like people are going to like, sh- she is adamant about always being tied up, yeah. but, and it, and it's brought up by, um, Ben Affleck, uh, of like, well, how did she get the box cutter if she's always tied up? Yeah. And yeah. then, and then the one detective is like, can't you just be happy that like she's home? And, but, like, even Boney, like, the only thing she doesn't account for is all of the shit that she had originally planned now yeah. makes no sense. Yeah. And even Boney, like, when they're talking, when it's all the detectives talking yeah, to her, yeah, yeah. and she's like, okay, real quick, like, let's go back to that let's woodshed. And yeah. then, and then Amy is basically like, fuck off, like, you're not smarter than I am. And yeah. then she says that she does that great dig to Boney where she goes, if this was left in your incompetent hands, my husband would be on death row. Yeah, and I would I like, and I would still be locked up. Oh, it's so good. Like she just knows how to play everything, yeah. and it's she's amazing, Amy. Like it's uh. it's crazy. Um, but then they go back to the house, and Ben Affleck wants to leave. That's where we get the the side peen from. Uh, yeah, from Ben Affleck. Love his side peen. Great. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's an attractive man. He's fine. Yeah. I don't think he's, like, overly I attractive. Love, I think it's, um, we very rarely get to see a... A peen. Yeah, a peen in the, in, the, in the flesh. No, I agree. And I think that, like, normalized peen, like, we normalize the boobs, so... Yes, I agree. If we're gonna see Emily Ratajkowski's boobs... Yeah. We're, we're gonna see Ben Affleck's peen. Yeah. That, and, and we saw, um, you see a little bit of... Neil Patrick Harris's as well when she climbed off of him. Yeah, I did that, but it was quick, quick. It was yeah, very quick, quick. Also, it was covered in blood. Yeah. Um, but and so then they are basically living in this house together, and he's like her prisoner at that point because he can't leave her because it'll look terrible. Bad. Yeah, and she, so he's like, he, but he's terrified of her. Terrified. In another room. Uh-huh. Like. I mean, I would be terrified. I would be so scared. And then she um, tells him that she's pregnant. And he's like, well, it's not mine. And then he says something about the fertility clinic. Like, did she use, like, did she save his sperm from the fertility clinic? She did, right? Yeah. Th- that's what I thought. I thought we learned that in the beginning. Yeah. But also, now thinking about it, it could be Desi's baby. That's That was always my interpretation of it, was that it was Desi's, and that she was just going to say that it was Nick's. But yeah. then it, but then it's that great um, part where it's like, um, uh, where she's like, you think you'd be happy with a, with a boring Midwestern girl? No way. No way, baby. I'm yeah. it. I'm that cunt. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. It's like, I was like, I was like, ah! <laughs> like, she is insane. Uh, but I love, I love that line, though. <laughs> it's great. Um, and then we see the Ellen Abbott interview with, with 
them where um well before that we see nick saying to margo that amy's pregnant and margo's saying oh you're breaking my heart like you're staying with her like i can't imagine you living in that house for 18 years like raising this this baby and yeah yeah and and then towards the end margo has a realization that like nick wants to stay Mm -hmm. and like nick I don't, I don't, I don't, it's just, they're both so messed up at this point that it's like, yeah, they're both just doing it to each other. Like, uh-huh. like it's crazy. And then they announce it on Ellen Abbott. And then we get how the movie started with, with, um, uh, Nick rubbing Amy's head. But in, in the first shot of the movie, she looks up and is like kind of smiling at him. Yeah. And then in the last shot, he says the same, the same thing that he says in the beginning, which is, um, what are you thinking? How are you feeling? What have we done to each other? And then she looks up and, but this time it's like the scariest look ever. And then the the movie ends with the line, what will we do? And then it ends. So it's like. Yeah. I was like, there's gotta be more. He's gotta get away from this. Like. It's crazy. I don't know. I think they stay together. I think they raised that baby. Sure, I feel so terrible for the child. Yeah, but I think I think that that's what happens. Maybe after the eighteen years, like he finally leaves, but like a lot could happen between then. I don't know. It's really good. Yeah, I really really enjoyed this movie, honestly, and I didn't think I was going to, but I did. I liked it a lot. Yeah, and it's cool because it's like. It's a, it's a, it's off, it starts off as like a murder mystery and then it turns into, uh, like, I don't know, the, the, the big, the, one of the hardest thing about picking mystery movies that weren't just like murder mysteries, cause I was trying to like have some variants in them. Yeah. Um, is that like, what's the difference between a thriller and a mystery? Cause a lot of times they go hand in hand mystery. I mm-hmm. feel like you can categorize if, if there's like one question that you're trying to like in your head to answer the entire time and this one i feel like it splits it up in two so it's like the first half you're like in your head you're like okay what happened to amy that's like the question that you're trying to like solve mm-hmm. and then and, and then when the twist comes and you realize like what's going on then the question becomes how does this end you know yeah. like, so yeah. it's so like it changes halfway through like what the the overlapping question is throughout that we're trying to answer which is yeah. which is like kind of cool um it was, it's like kooky but yeah. you know it's also just i don't know it's also just it looks beautiful like it's just shot so yeah. well yeah and the yeah. acting is impeccable like rosamund pike is she's amazing she's amazing in this movie yeah because you have to believe but her what else is she in ever is she in anything yeah She's done, like, other stuff. She's done, like, more, like, independent stuff after this. I feel yeah. like, I don't know why. I don't know why her, her career, like, didn't take off in a, in, a, yeah. in a bigger direction after this. And then, again, like, to get the Oscar nomination, it just doesn't, like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, originally, so Reese Witherspoon bought the rights to this. Her production company bought the rights to this. And originally, she was going to play Amy. Uh... And then, and then... David Fincher had a meeting with her and said, yeah, no, you're not Amy. I agree. I agree as well. 
Reese 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 Witherspoon is too one. She's too, uh, like the characters she plays are usually like uptight and like or or like super filled with emotion and expression. Like like yeah. like you always know like what her characters are thinking basically. And Amy, you should never know what she's mm-hmm. thinking. Like like yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, like, what and makes... And I feel like Reese is too much, like, we know her too much as, like, not, like, kind of, like, a girl next door or, yes. like, something like that. And she's just, like, also so well-known. Maybe that was, like, a good choice to go with, like, a, an yeah. actress that is a little bit less, so it's, like, a little bit more unsuspected. Yeah, for sure. Because you have to believe her, you have to believe her basically up until the reveal. If you don't know, like, what's happening, you have to believe everything that she's saying as fact. And that, mm-hmm. and that she is just this broken down wife who didn't want to move to Missouri, whose parents like used her childhood to like get rich, but then stole all of her trust fund when they went broke. Like you have to believe yeah. her as, as being this like very sweet and simple girl who just wants to just wants to be with Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. And then when the reveal happens then you have to believe her as someone who is the biggest manipulator on earth and and you can it's like yes it's it's complex but it's like yeah she does i don't know i really enjoyed her and then i was like was she from something and i didn't know no yeah it's a shame i don't know like someone give rosman pike more movies (laughs) like she's so good that was a great name yeah um but yeah no i i really like this movie it's it's good. It's a, and I feel like it was a solid one to kick off mysteries with. Yes, I agree. I agree. Cuz I honestly wasn't that excited for this month's <laughs> movie. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we started off with this one. The next one we're doing is Cookie Cookie. Uh, <laughs> okay, so what do you rate Gone Girl? Oh. I already have a rating cuz I texted Vin my rating what after I watched it. Oh, you did? Has Vin seen this? Yes, he likes it. Okay. So that's why he like asked me why I like how I liked it. So. Um, I have to hold on. I need to see I gave Stars Born a four point eight five. Uh, I think I'm gonna give this a four point seven. I'm gonna give it a four point three. Wow. Yeah, I put in my text a 4.2 or a 4.3. Yeah. And I think that a 4.3 is good. Yeah. It's interesting because it's like I rated um, 500 Days of Summer with a 4, but it's like it's a different movie for me than this movie. I just think like altogether this was like a great story and uh-huh. it was like a great like how it was filmed was great and just like the actors, everything. It was just like all good. Yeah. Like, you know. It's your... I mean, you gave The Departed 4.6. Uh-huh. You gave Moonstruck 4.4. 4. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you, that makes these all make sense You gave Brokeback Mountain 4. I gave 500 to the summer 4. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think, because I gave it a 4.7, which means that's my second highest. What did I give The Departed? No, it's, it's tied with The Departed, which feels right to me. That feels right. Right as rain. Eh, to Ben Affleck. Wait, is Ben Affleck in no. the movie? No. Oh. No. You just think he would be because it's Boston. Yeah, and because it's Matt Damon. Yeah. So, that's why. 
Uh, all right. So the average for for this movie is a 4.5. Wow. We like this movie. We like this movie. We uh, like I this would movie. Give my black cherry white claw. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Why would you give your black cherry white claw? I'm not going to read it. I don't know. They're just good. So they just taste the same as normal. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. So that's all I have for Gone Girl. I feel like I talked your ear off a lot. Well, it's because you know more film things than I do. So. And I also just really like this movie. Yeah, which is fine. You're uh, allowed to have likes. Thank you. Um, should I tell them what we're doing next week? Sure, why not? Okay. So, um, like we said at the beginning, this is April is the month of mysteries, um, in more than one way. because uh, we're just in an unknown time. We are doing David Lynch's Mulholland Drive from two thousand and one, starring Naomi Watts and Justin Thoreau. Harley, are you excited? Yeah. Keeping up the I, mystery train. I don't... You're just telling me how the mystery movies are long. Yes, so. they are long. Yes. So, that's all I got. That's all I got, too. Alright, stay safe and healthy, everyone. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have, like, a new Tiger King thing. Like, I just want Netflix or something to drop... Maybe Quibi will be the answer to the quarantine, but we will see. All right, cheers.